0: I had a map in my bedroom, and I said, "Wherever my finger lands on this map, I'm going to get out of here for three months, and I'm just going to go." And I went.
1: Failing, failing, failing. I know. We talk about failure. Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some
0: battles you feel like you win. It's
1: tough. I had to make some tough decisions. <laughs> We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life, a blessing. Achieve your blessing, and then what we do with them. And this is Failing Forward. All right, listeners, I am thrilled because today I have Ron Halk, who is a friend of mine from a board that we used to be on. He's also the president and owner of The Plant Trolley, and he's also a famous singer that many oh. people don't know, uh, yeah, right. which we are <laughs> for sure talking about today because it's one of my favorite stories. Welcome, my friend. Hi. I'm so glad you're here.
0: I appreciate you having me.
1: So, Ron, give us uh, the lay of the land. Take us back to where did you grow up? Where are you from?
0: You know, David said that's how you were going to start.
1: Yeah, he knew. Maybe (laughs) you should say who David is.
0: Uh, David's my husband.
1: Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, and he is a very good listener. So shout out to David. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I am from Cincinnati. Yes. Grew up on the west side. Uh, when I was twelve, I decided I was going to head on to the east side and go to Walnut Hills, and did that. And uh, that was an interesting first couple of days because in Western Hills, yes, very Catholic, yes, um, and in Sixth Grade, you're the king of the you know the king yeah. of the playground. I went to Walnut Hills where it's seven through twelve, and this was back in nineteen seventy one where they were hippies. And, you know, all the girls had hair under their arms and the guys had long hair and beards. My first couple of days of class, I was in with ups. I thought, I thought, this is messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but I survived. But you
1: survived. Yeah. And okay. I loved it.
0: Great best experience. Did you
1: graduate from there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, where in Western Hills? Uh, Covedale. I don't know. I always thought that you grew up in Anderson. No. Okay. Covedale. No. Um, did your mom stay in Covedale?
0: My mom and dad, they stayed, yeah, I I have two sisters, they went to West High, so they kind of stayed there the whole time, and um, we built a house in the early 70s, so they were really happy where they were, and then they moved to Newport as they got older.
1: Wait, um, How come your sisters didn't go to Wanted Hills, and you did?
0: Because no one from the West Side at that time went to Walnut Hills. All their friends were at West High. And, okay. And, you know, when they were growing up, I guess I was finished with my friends. I don't know, but <laughs> did I Did you choose that or did yeah. your parents? No, I did. You did? I did. I, 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 when I got the letter saying I could go to Walnut Hills if I wanted to, I, um, I left. Well, I think one of the reasons... Yeah. you got to realize this is back in you know 1971 1970 yeah um i knew something was going on with my lifestyle yeah because during the summer yeah this is a this is a true story i went to go see camelot at a matinee yeah, with a girlfriend of mine in the neighborhood. Where I'm 11, 12. You know, sure. First of all, that should be the first telltale sign. <laughs> seen a musical <laughs> on a weekend. <laughs> but back then, you know, you don't. Yeah. I didn't know anything that was going on in my head, and right. I just remember, I was watching this movie. And I said nothing as I left, and my friend Inga. We're just walking down the street. She goes, you're not saying anything. I said, oh, no, I'm good. But in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't fall in love with Guinevere. Yeah. I fell in love with Lance a lot. Yes. What the world is going on in my head? So I knew something was different, and I think I just wanted to start fresh, start over. And my neighborhood friends were my friends. Yeah. My, I didn't have any, like, great school friends, so I left.
1: Um, at that time, did you have anybody to talk to about that?
0: No. 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 That was that.
1: I mean, did you know anybody that was no, gay in the seventies?
0: I was 70s? twelve. I was thirteen, and right. I.
1: Did. And Catholic, right? And,
0: yeah. And and you have to realize something too. I had a as I got older, and you know the hormones kicked in, yeah. and I had an appetite for anybody. So you know, it was yeah. I had girlfriends all during high school, all during college.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Cuz we're going to get to that when we get to the singing career. Cuz oh <laughs> I love that story if you would share it. It's just it's so good. it's good. It's fun. Well, it's good.
0: It's a wild ride.
1: Should we tell that story now?
0: Well, it it, it you got to get me there. It, it's it's just funny how things unfold and, you know, this is failing forward and, yeah. you know, you you go on a path and you think that's going to be your path, and either something gets in the way or you're done with it. And you say, that's not for me anymore, and you move to something else.
1: So you go to Walnut Hills. I'll bring us back. We'll okay. just take you through your story. Okay. All right. So grow up, go to Walnut Hills.
0: Went go from to Miami for a couple of years. Of Ohio. Of Ohio in okay. Oxford. Um, joined a fraternity. Hated it. And I know it was not my style, but I but was kind did- of trying yeah. to be a cool guy.
1: Yeah. And, um, like, did you know your major or anything then? Um,
0: no, it was, you know, freshman, sophomore year. Okay. Then I stopped, transferred down to UC, loved it. I, don't, I thought UC was a fantastic school for me. I was growing up honed in on my desire, and I was in biopsychology, um, really good in science. And yeah. so I, I kind of went with that. Got a job at Christ Hospital and I was an orderly there for three years while I was going to college. Took my med cats, I was ready to go to, I graduated, took my med cats, was ready to go to med school. Medical school. And by the time um, that came along, I just had seen life of these residents go into the private practice. I've, I saw the med students go into residency and I saw enough death, I thought, You know because it there's one of the first times i thought i was going to go into medicine and i said i had enough Mm. so oh my gosh i was the first person hold
1: on can i ask you something yeah when you know that you've had enough how do you know that
0: i just listen to myself and say i don't want to do this anymore i don't see my you know what it really is i don't see a future in this i don't see myself in the future doing this
1: so for you, you are very you future-oriented person. So if you don't see yourself in the future, then it, that's your intuition that mm, this isn't my path.
0: Right. Well, I had great parents. They 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 came from very meager, humble background, and they always pushed me and my sisters to to do what makes us happy and be be true to yourself yeah they just they were just always supportive and um treated us like adults our whole life um i don't know they were they were they were good people yeah. they are good people they're still doing but they're great. still alive oh yeah oh, 88 and 86 they're happening and they're they're great oh my
1: gosh okay so that's the first time that you were like mm.
0: right so i i like i said i was the first one to go to college in my family and just big so
1: sorry really fast what is your birth order are you old middle middle.
0: i have an older sister me and then a younger sister okay and um so i just decided don't ask me why yeah i was going to go to los angeles so i had bought a new car from the money i made at christ yeah i remember that conversation with my parents um i said uh, you know i don't think i'm going to go to medical school right now i need to take a year off and i mean we had never been West of, you know, Aurora, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I said, I'm going to, I'd like to go to California. And um, my mother said, are you out of your mind? And my dad said, hey, college, it taught you how to think. No matter what you do in life, you're fine. Yeah. Go, go, go out and do what you need to do. And, you know, so go ahead. You know, you're going to, you're, you're going to be fine. So I loaded up my Toyota Celica with a little teeny television and some clothes. Oh, my God. And went to L.A. because my sister's girlfriend, my older sister's girlfriend, had moved out there with a boyfriend. So I was going to stay with them for a couple of weeks and then come home, you know, or do something.
1: So you were just, like, the purpose was to go out. Was it just a vacation? Or Uh, was it, like, figure out what I want to do? Yeah. That. Figure out what I want to
0: do. Just live. I mean, you're not thinking, you know, you're... 22 when you're not thinking about a month from now you're thinking about what's going to make you happy
1: and your parents a week from now they weren't disappointed that you weren't going to medical school
0: i think my mother was a little um disappointed yeah i think she was so so anyway i get out to california i realize i'm really liking it you know i'm going to the beach every day um it's just different it's los angeles yeah I stay two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and I know my stay at my friend's house is really wearing itself thin. <laughs> right, right, right. And um, I thought, well, you know what, I think I'm going to stay for a little while. Um, and one of the girls at, that was friends of theirs, she, everyone out there works in the movie industries or you know, doing something with the, with the entertainment, Sure. she says, She's over at their party, partying one night and she says, man, we're having such a hard time. She was a caterer. There's this new thing called MTV that just came out and they're trying to make a bunch of videos and we can't find anybody to do a back handspring back flip. Stop it. And I said, oh, I can do that because I was on the gymnastic team and a diver in high school and college. <laughs> oh, so oh this my is God. how it all started. I Seriously. did not know this part. And so she uh, tells me where to go you know, there, do a round off back handspring back flip, and I was. I got this job in the movie and this video that for MTV that really just got on the air.
1: Holy smokes!
0: So that kind of got me excited that hell, I can mix. I, first of all, I made more money doing that than I brought with me to LA. My goodness. So, um, I started looking to do jobs, you know, look, started uh, auditioning for that kind of stuff, yeah and then I got an Any agent. Any
1: acting or what? Well, what back was then,
0: it? then, all of the commercials, videos, everybody was dancing around and okay. just doing stuff. I just went, you know, I was just gonna try it out. Yeah. Well, I got an agent. I, I got it cast as an extra in the Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial. It was my first one and it was hysterical.
1: Why? Why? Why?
0: Because I had to put on this polyester brown outfit Come around the corner of a parking lot with my thumbs under my, sh- under arm-pets. my armpits, singing "Kentucky Fried Chicken, We Do It Right." It was, I, but I thought I made it. Yeah, that's huge. And
1: he probably made some good money.
0: I made good money, but then I got a national commercial for Combos, and as soon as them worked, you know, fast forward six months. Yeah, and, that's pretty
1: fast. well,
0: well right? I, I worked hard. I was I was not. Um, I, you know, wasn't yeah. a partier. I was there if I was gonna do, if I wanted to do something, I wanted to do it. Yeah. And um, so as soon as my mom saw me on a commercial in Cincinnati, it kind of shifted her perspective and thought, hey, he might, he might be able to do something. Do this. You know, yeah. he might be able to do this if this if he puts his mind to it. So then, you know, so let's, she
1: let the dream of the, of the
0: physician go away. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometime in that whole, so let's fast forward the yeah. next five years. So, I mean, I'm working on and off during that time. I did go back thinking I'm going to take my MedCats again and go back to school because it's a very frustrating lifestyle yeah. out in Los Angeles. But somewhere along that line, I auditioned for this magician called Doug Henning, who I didn't even what? know... Who he was?
1: Neither. Okay. Oh no, but he's a big guy. He's Here, a big
0: deal. Oh, he was a big deal. He did. We were on Johnny Carson. What? The Johnny Carson show three times with Doug Henning. I was in. I worked for him for two years, all over the United States. And what did uh, you do Canada. for? There were two guys on stage. It was Doug, his wife, two guys, and two showgirls. We solved the girls in half. We moved the stuff around while God. Doug was doing his stuff. The guy, DJ, and I were mostly making the magic happen. happen. And oh like all of a sudden, Gina Rose would be in a cage and all of a sudden I'd spin her around, the thing comes off and there's a panther, you know?
1: Oh my God, oh my God. Oh it, was, my God. it was a
0: great two years. It was a great two years. And then um, I got off of that, um, started, something clicked and I started working more. Little things on soap operas, um, I had a, I had a big um, commercial for Hawaiian Punch. They were changing the whole…
1: Packaging?
0: Yeah. They, just this whole look.
1: Their whole brand? Okay, yeah. Yeah. They
0: cha- were changing the brand, and we shot this commercial for three days, and it was me and another girl, and we thought, we're going to make mega bucks. this is going to shoot us to the next level.
1: Yeah.
0: RJ Nabisco was sold by some company, and they scrapped the commercial. <sighs> then the same two months. I was up for the new Dr. Pepper guy. It was a redhead, a blonde, and a dark guy. I was uh, a dark haired guy. Went to the studio Paramount for probably six, seven times, dancing in a room in front of the producers. I didn't get it, but my agent never called me. So I was pissed. I yeah. was just pissed at LA. I was pissed at the whole thing. I was dating my girlfriend for, you know, like three years. And, you know, I wasn't happy with that because I was, was we're still, in the 80s, where yeah. being gay still is not the cool thing to do. Right. So one night, um, I um, came home to my apartment, I had a couple beers, and I said, I had a map in my bedroom. And I said, wherever my finger lands on this map, I'm gonna get out of here for three months, and I'm just gonna go. No way. And I went, bam, and it was Italy. So I said, okay, great, I'm going to Italy. Called my little sister in Cincinnati. She had just graduated from um, photography school. Yeah. And I said, hey, want to come out? Stay in my apartment. I'll pay for it. Take care of my dog. Come to L.A. for three months. Have my car. So did
1: you have the money to do this?
0: Yeah. Well, I was, yeah.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Well,
0: I didn't go with too much. I mean, it was only me. And so Jeannie came out.
1: Your sister? My sister. What happened to the girlfriend?
0: She... Was supportive. She thought, "Hey, listen. I understand you're, cra- you know, you're, yeah. you're frustrated, and um, I'll see you in three months." And you know, it was. She was cool. She was a really neat woman. Yeah. Is a neat woman. Yeah. Um, and uh, but she saw my frustration. Yeah. And so I went to Italy. And stayed in this pensione in Trastevere. Where and is that? It's right in the heart of Rome. okay right by by the tiber river okay and um i thought okay i'm gonna be cool and i'm gonna stay here and i'm gonna learn italian i had my little italian book in my back pocket and then um i got really bored after like two weeks i mean you can only go to the gym so much and drink espresso right you know and i did couldn't communicate with anybody and this is before
1: yeah computers
0: cell phones right
1: you can look it up on a google right. translate and they
0: weren't living the same level i mean it was really you know a different country at that time yeah 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 Yeah. And that was 40 years ago right so um i got bored and i went to a telephone booth and i said uh, i looked up at the yellow pages agencies theater agencies you know with my translator book yeah and I just started calling people saying hey I'm an actor in Hollywood does anyone speak English does anyone speak English does anyone speak English finally someone said yes um and I got an appointment went to their place yeah and the secretary spoke a little bit of English but because I could move um, because you know I was
1: you're a good dancer
0: and they needed bodies for this big job up in San Remo for, because they have a music festival for f- like a week where oh. all the famous singers in Italy go up there and sing and they had live commercials, you oh. know, happen during the, pr- during, during the transmissions. Yeah. So I got this job, went up there and uh, did it and made more money that night than I came to Italy. With. And I went, oh my amazing. God, this is really, amazing. this is kind of fun.
1: Did you have any friends at this point? Did you know anybody?
0: No. God. Okay. I slowly met people. I knew the guy, the guys at the gym. Yeah. Um, now my new agent, I knew him, Massimo. You know, he became my friend. Yes. I knew nobody. Right. Um, Amazing. No, one of the girls, I met a girl named Luciana, and uh, I became friends with her family, and Sweet. you know, and then uh, so I started working and did a couple bad spaghetti horror movies over there at Cinecitta. <laughs> it was. i know that i know that and so because um it was during the 80s and i was living in la i took a lot of aerobic classes because that's what everybody did you know Uh, yeah and so even though i was uh working in the entertainment business now in italy it's still a very boring existence because you get a job you might work two days a month got it and i was wanting to fill my time so i went i got an apartment so that was cool and still very good friends with the uh, my old landlord Aww. anna paulini she's great <laughs> just talked to her today oh my gosh um so i got a job i went to the roman sports center which is like this premier gymnasium and underneath villa, villa Borghese. yes yes it's just a very cool expensive Olympic sized pool, couple of big whirlpools, three studios, the weight rooms. I mean it was just for the foodie foodies of, you know, yeah. Italy, of Rome. And I said, Hey, you know, I teach aerobics. Do you need an aerobics teacher? Because they loved anything American. Yes. So I got this job during oh, the day teaching aerobics and doing stuff inside the gym. How I met Giovanni Schalpi was—he was one of the members, and so he saw me teaching this very American aerobics class, and he was this pop star. Yes, I was going to say you have to say
1: who Giovanni is.
0: Giovanni Schalpi, he goes by Schalpi, is um, and back in 1987. This was 88. Um, was a very big pop star i didn't know this at the time okay and how old know. is he then he's i was 27 he was 24. okay he was like the, the billy idol of italy good looking tall beautiful man yeah um but very talented and he wanted to take it to more the american way because it was new for the italians got you know? it him, him, he being the young generation so he must have been watching my class, because by this time, my girlfriend had moved to Italy, and was living with me at okay, the Okay. Okay. So we, when she saw that I was going to stay, after about eight months, she came and moved. Moved. Um, she wasn't super happy, so after a couple of months, she moved. After a couple of months, she moved back because. She didn't want to put her roots down like I was doing, yeah. and uh, she didn't know how long I was going to stay there, so she went back home. Um, so anyway, I I'm I'm finished with class. I go into one of the big whirlpools, and all of a sudden Giovanni comes in with his a very beautiful woman, Scarlet from England, and she's very English. And she said, um, "So you are a choreographer," and I thought to myself sure I'm sure I'm a choreographer <laughs> she goes this is Giovanni Schalpi. he's famous and I thought yeah right okay good looking yeah hot fam- right yeah don't know how famous she goes he wants to know if you could choreograph his new tour and I went um I'd like to hear his music first because I didn't know who the hell he was right and she goes okay well let's let's have dinner um and well I show you here let you hear his music so a couple days later they pick me up go to piazza colonna go have sushi he gets out of the car and while i'm getting out of the back seat he is swarmed by 50 people and i went to myself i don't care what his music sounds like i'm I'm in i'm in (laughs) oh my god so i started he was um i got hired by rca because (sighs) that's who he's working for yeah. That's who, who his record company is and um, he has, it was during the time of Prince and you know there were yeah. nine people up on stage, yes. you had the three horns, the couple guitar players, two sets of drums and Giovanni who had to move, they wanted a couple of girls up there you know doing the doo you know just yeah. really yeah. making it sexy and very American. So I thought, well, this can't be too bad. By now, I know how to say, uno, due, tre, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, <laughs> which is, you know, eight yes, yes. count. Yes. And so we started doing this.
1: Okay, can show. I press pause on this? So yeah. did you have to do any studying around choreography or did the MTV days and that work that you had there help inform and yeah. you, knew, you had ideas and concepts and things like that?
0: Well, what happened in Los Angeles to I, uh, I was broke, and I knew at that time if you wanted to get more jobs, you had to have a dance background. So I went to the Joe Tremaine studio. He was one of the guys in um, West Side Story, oh. he was one of the Jets, and he, yeah. he, he's very big in Los Angeles, and actually across the U.S.
1: And you trained under his…
0: And he gave me a scholarship because he knew I could work, he knew I could do it yeah and I but I didn't have any money you know oh my god money to do it and so then um he opened the door for me so I studied with him I filled my days wow. at his studio so I was I was able to and a lot of my jobs came with a lot of dance behind it
1: okay okay okay, okay. and
0: Doug Henning I mean we did oh right right right, right. Tons of dance choreography and that. with that yeah
1: all right so um you start you start working for him um, and then what happens
0: he's doing his demos his demo songs for the next album okay. that he's releasing and because I was already on RCA's payroll he said to me one time when we're you know doing our stuff hey do you sing and I said yeah I can sing And he goes okay just do the backups on my demos just for the record company so we don't have to double his voice so did that the, uh and so he goes to the record company and says, here's my songs, here are yeah. my songs. And they said, yeah, we'll do these, 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 these. Who's doing your backups? Oh, the choreographer from America. And they go, ah, put them up on stage. Oh my God. So that's how it started. And um,
1: how, long did you, how long did you do that work for?
0: Um, I stayed another three to four years. And then I go back all the time and because he's retro now I just did another right you told me that two years ago amazing yeah that's great
1: and you helped him recording record another song yeah our he, album he releases a new
0: one on the 28th of this month in English in October in October good yeah
1: okay all right so can I ask a question so yeah. when did you start to have feelings for him <laughs> I'm just going into <laughs> it man I mean I'm gonna
0: no actually it 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 kind of happened I mean, like I said, I I wasn't celibate during this whole sure. life I had and I was still not out out because it wasn't Acceptable. Acceptable and
1: um Okay, so he wasn't your first.
0: No. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. All right. He was my first he was my first Love. Real love. I mean I love Susan. Yeah, yeah. But what happened one day after rehearsal? He, we go up to my apartment and we're listening to hopefully new demo songs for uh, that are going to go on the next album. And it was just one of those cool evenings. You know, we had worked all day. The windows are open and lighting's great. Yeah. And he turned and he kissed me. And I went, "This is how it's supposed to feel." Mm-hmm. Seriously. Really. It was that. It was the real deal. Yeah. And, and, um, I mean, we're still friends to this day. I mean, he turned after we were together for, once I left, um, I left Italy about three years later because okay. it was time. His career, you know, when you're a pop star, it's a wild ass life. Yeah. And, um, I was doing more solo things, I did a couple of songs for some movies when I was in Italy and I was ready to go back to LA to maybe start my own music career oh. so um, RCA was great by now they're BMG because they were sold they were they kind of merged and so I had an opening in LA with a little bit of a reputation and some support from the European yeah market yeah and um,
1: was it hard to leave him
0: no because I was it it The relationship as Denny Tato says
1: Previous guest
0: There's a reason a season and a lifetime for friendships Um, He was my season as a lover.
1: Yeah, and he is a
0: lifetime friend. He's a lifetime brother He's my we he's my brother now
1: That's beautiful. Yeah Say that quote again
0: friendships Relationships are either a reason, which could be a short period of time and you you, you glob onto a person because of a reason you're together. Yeah. A season. A season is where you it has it has a beginning and an end.
1: Yeah, right. We've
0: all had those. Sure. And then a lifetime.
1: Lifetime. And he's a lifetime now. Yeah. And going back to your, your point at the beginning, you, you just knew it was, it was time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At okay.
1: Time. So you come back, like at this point, are you out or no? no like, how I do came you back do that?
0: L- I came back to LA. Yeah. And, um,
1: and how do you psychologically deal with that? I'm a seven. In the enneagram,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> no, um, no. Listen, I don't. I don't want to make which means that.
1: listeners like you can reframe anything. I can
0: reframe anything, and uh, I can. Yeah. And I try to make the best of any situation. And when, as my sisters know this about me, even when I was young, when I'm yeah. done, I'm done. Um, I'm done hearing about things. I'm, it just, I'm, I've mellowed. I hope. I think Denny's helped. Yeah. Um, but it was it was time the relationship was done um his life and in the pop world
1: um, was it unhealthy or it, shallow
0: um tumultuous oh and when you're at that level of success that giovanni had there were so many people involved in so and you're in the middle of italy there was so much corruption. There was so oh. much under the table and over the top. And these, you know, we had concerts of 30,000 people. Well, this money was all paid in cash sometimes. And it was, it was I started, by now I'm speaking fluent Italian. I'm right. singing, of course, in Italian. Right. It took me year two until I realized what I was singing. It was hysteric. <laughs> I did everything phonetically. Oh, the Sorry. best thing. I remember the very first night we the concert that i was up on stage which i had never done anything like that in my life and um we're in milan and all of a sudden the the show starts yes and everybody's moving and i'm up on this platform which wait wait
1: wait which um where were you in milan which oh i don't know theater i have no because i I saw rem there anyway keep going
0: i have no idea sorry, sorry um but everything came up and I'm still not speaking any Italian at this time I'm singing everything phonetically and I just remember the lights hit us the music is swelling and it's about to really begin and I told myself this is the best fucking acting job you've ever had
1: (laughs) that's amazing amazing. okay all right so you come back to LA yeah Um, do your parents know you're gay at this point
0: yeah I mean they they, oh, they I'm sure did they, they meet did. Giovanni oh oh all the time we flew oh, back okay. and forth through the whole did they
1: know you guys were together
0: you know no? as Bill Clinton policy in the military was don't uh, ask don't tell and it. they were very supportive we never talked about it um but we were sleeping together when yeah. we were home um they came to Sicily for three weeks and when we were doing concerts down there and you know, Joe and I were in our room and mom and dad were in their room. And yeah, 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 yeah. They loved him, he loves them still. I mean, it was, it was real. Yes. And they knew it was real. Yes. Um,
1: okay, so you come back. Come back. You go to
0: LA, you go back to LA. Go back to LA. And then what? Um, I started getting, I, I started trying to push all this music that I did in, in Italy and this was in Jodie Fo- Jody Foster was doing the movie Contact. Yeah. And they had one song that was called Vega. And that was all about where she went in her movie was Vega. So I'm in the shower and I'm living in the hills of LA and I have two roommates and Janice comes into the bathroom and says, uh, Ron, Universal's on the telephone. Oh my gosh. And I said, get out of here. Oh my gosh. And they said, no, she said, get out. Universal's on the telephone. And they were putting, they were holding this one song, thinking they were going to put it in the movie. So I was jazzed on that. Yeah. Of course it didn't happen. LA. Right. Um, I did an audition for this German commercial called Mentos.
1: The Freshmaker.
0: The Freshmaker. <laughs> Shot it in San in, in Santa Monica in two hours. It was a buyout, maybe two thousand dollars. Yeah. And it was just for the German market. Well, six months later they say hey they're testing it in the southern part of u.s then it went to the northern part of the u.s then the western part then it went Wait,
1: shut up were you in that
0: yeah were you the
1: guy that said it like that
0: no no i was one of the guys sitting at a table reading a newspaper watching the girl's heel fall off oh
1: my god
0: that was my in all honesty that little teeny two-hour commercial yeah was the biggest money maker i made my whole career in entertainment
1: no way cuz it roll it ran so much
0: ransom and it went worldwide I got a check ten years later from Guam my agent is laughing on the phone no way cuz I'm, I'm moving I'm still now in Cincinnati
1: oh my god that's crazy all right so I feel like you're kind of you're getting me to a breaking point where you're in LA and you're like eh.
0: you're exactly right I'm done I'm done Shot that commercial How old were you 34. Okay. So I left when I was 22. Single. Single I was dating, uh, then I was dating Laurie Smith out there and uh, just she's a wonderful woman, but it, I went back to women, you know, because it was. Yeah. I, I was not interested in the scene out in LA. It wasn't, not, I never dated anybody Why? in LA. Why? What I do you mean? Know. I don't know. It was very. Like not
1: comfortable for you?
0: No. In entertainment, and especially, I was living in Los Feliz, and everyone is trying to make it. So any conversation you're having with people, they're looking over your shoulder, yeah. saying, "Is someone else going to help me more than you?" Yeah. And the guys are the same. You know, they just it wasn't for me, well, and I, yeah. I I knew what Giovanni felt like. Yeah. And um, so then I didn't. I had enough, and I and uh, my mom had. In the meantime, though, uh, I don't want to be flippant about this. It, it, Mentos made a lot of money. I was there another couple of years, and I started seeing some money. I bought a small apartment building in um, That's Los big. Feliz. Yeah. And um, I subcon I mean, I was the contractor more or less. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed having the control. I started making money. Yeah. My control. I made money with my control, <laughs> not someone that. else's. I'm not auditioning for anybody. Yeah um so I thought oh is this what business is about and um so I I had my my taste of being a businessman yeah this big but sure it it um but big enough that it
1: then prompted more and more and more and more
0: yeah well it prompted me leaving the entertainment business I was
1: done okay so I'm sorry if you said this already what time did you leave what year um, did you leave? Um, I
0: left in 1995.
1: Okay. And you move where?
0: Back to Cincinnati.
1: And why do you move back here? And what are you, what are you like, I'm going to do this?
0: Don't ask. I, I, I just needed to get away from L.A. I was done. And my mom had a little company called The Plant Trolley, and she was working hard at it. Yeah. And I called her up, and I said, hey, do you want a salesman? She said, yeah, right. And I said, no, I really mean it. I'm going to, I'm done with L.A.
1: Can I tell you, the whole time that you're talking about your story, I'm thinking, oh, my God, you learned all these sales skills out there. When you said you got to Rome and you picked up the phone and you called all these agents, I mean, like, right? They were agents. Yeah. Is that what she said? Yeah. I'm like, you figured out how to sell.
0: Okay. Something must have clicked. Yeah. And, um. So she tells me this later. She said, she said to herself and my dad, I give him two weeks, <laughs> maybe two months. Yeah. And, uh, but no, I came back, and um, they had turned my bedroom into their master bath. So I had to move home. Here I am, Stop 35 it. years Stop old. Stop it. Moved home um, for a couple of months. Then realized I was going to stay. Bought a condo up at the Belvedere. Loved it. Nice. Love uh, that. North Avondale. Yeah. And then... Um, I had a buddy of mine that's an artist down in, so I had a buddy of mine down in uh, um, Walton, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. and um, gay guy, but lived pretty much like me, you know. Yeah. And um, I said, Bill, what am I gonna do? I'm coming back to Cincinnati now. I'm kind of knowing I'm gay. Yeah. Okay, I'm not. I'm 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 too old to be playing this game anymore. Right. Who am I going to meet? I'm not a club guy. Yeah. He goes, there's this group called Front Runners, and it's gay and lesbians that meet three times a week. They're just regular business people, regular people that aren't club people. Some might be club people, but they just want to get together. They run, they walk, and you get to meet a community because like you, it's still a very closeted yeah. community Yeah. in 95. Totally. Yeah. So um, I told myself, but I don't know how to run. And he goes, "You'll learn how to run." <laughs> so I'm working for my mom, Frida. She's great, and the company started growing. Um, I'm, wor- I'm running at Front Runners now. I'm a runner now. I like it. Year goes by, which
1: kind of makes sense because you did aerobics and you were always really active. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Keep going.
0: And so I, Fourth um, of July, I was. Uh, I decided to go down to Lexington by myself to run a 10K Yeah. and they said, well, why don't you look up at the front runners down in Lexington? So I did in the morning, seven o'clock, we run the race. We end, they said, you're going to meet at this place at nine. So we meet at this place at nine in the morning yeah. and all the guys go, okay, come on, let's go get a beer. And I said, man, a beer? I need water. <laughs> Who wants water? David raised his hand. Stop. And that's how I met David.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. We walked We walked away together, 9 o'clock in the morning. We spent the whole day together. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is, I like this guy. Yeah. You know? And um, so by the time 11 o'clock rolled around and I was dropping him off at his house, I kissed him and I felt those butterflies. I went, holy shit. Yes. That was it.
1: Did he live down there?
0: Yeah, he was going. So, what's funny? Yeah. Back then, there were still no cell phones. Yeah. Not a whole lot of computers. And so, the results of the race come out in the newspaper. So, um, we're looking, uh, you know, the paper opens up Sunday morning. Yeah. And uh, I'm 35. So, my finger goes to the 35 to 39 year olds. <laughs> He's 24. And it goes to 20 to 24. And I went, we was like this, you know. That is
1: so funny. Two feet yeah.
0: away from each other. And I thought to myself, oh, well, forget, you know, forget that. Yeah. You know, this, this is a kid. Did you
1: exchange numbers?
0: Um, yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. 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 And, um, but he was a senior down there. He was in the landscape architecture program.
1: Kind of perfect, too, with the business.
0: Yeah. So he graduated. Um, we dated, and you know, then when he got out of school, he came up one weekend to my condo and never went home. Stop Much it. Much of the chagrin of his is a roommate.
1: Oh she my! She didn't God.
0: even know what happened to him.
1: Stop. And listeners, David is so handsome and the sweetest guy. Oh my God! A good guy. He is a great guy. It's gonna
0: be twenty-five years.
1: That right? In July. That right? Yeah. Oh my goodness so I want you to close it out with I loved your theme that you gave like when you were finished with something when you were done you were done and I think that's really good advice for people like to listen to that intuition and be aware of it but any final advice for listeners and maybe even some listeners out there who have children that are gay or maybe they're having those thoughts or feelings any thoughts?
0: just remember you live once on this planet and the older I get I mean that's a theme of of how I look at tomorrow you know don't um, don't fool yourself
1: amen that was perfect my friend I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, especially Adrian Donica and the team at Gwyn Sound. Also, please find us on social media outlets at Fail Forward Pod.